to Totalus Rankium. This week, Vetus. Hello, and welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Augustulus, and this is episode 78 oh. Avitus. Avitus. Or Avitus. Or Avitaris. Yes, as we've been discussing for a while. But we're going for Avitus. Yes. What are your expectations? Uh, not high, no? considering you said he's just as short as the other guy. He's, not, name he's not, not quite. <laughs> Understandably. Petronius. Petronius, yes. Yeah, he's not quite as short, but it's... No, let's not ruin it. Let's just go into right. it. Maybe, okay. maybe Avitus is <clears throat> going to turn it all around. He, um, what, the decline of the empire that's coming up within 80 years? No. Within 20 years. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe we're on the cusp of the next will. golden age. <laughs> maybe we are, just a really short one. More of a golden afternoon. <laughs> Which sounds dirty. <laughs> Recap? Yeah, that'd be useful. Recap. Aetius is still dead. I was going to say he's dead. He's still very dead. Valentinian III is dead. Yeah. All due to Petronius and his moustache twiddling ways. Oh, he was, yeah. Yes. And his green dog. Yes, Petronius is also dead. Vandals are at the gates of Rome. Things are looking bad. Hello, <laughs> can we come in? Who are you? We're vandals. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> we don't live up to our name. Well, we'll get to that. We will. Yeah. <laughs> right, I did mention Avitus once last week. Yes. Yeah, he was up north getting the Goths' approval of Petronius's elevation to the purple, but that's all I mentioned. Yeah. He kind of popped out of nowhere, didn't he? Yeah. So let's go into him, but before we do, let's not go to the start of his life. Let's instead continue from the death of Petronius Ooh. and deal with the sack of Rome. Two. <laughs> oh, another one. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, wow. Bat- well, the vandals are there, aren't they? Oh, yeah, of course. They're knocking yeah. the door. Ooh, <laughs> yes. It all makes but sense. They now. weren't just like delivering me flats. I just thought you were exaggerating slightly. No, oh, okay. no, they're there. Mm. So it, call me a skeptic. But I'm a guess- skeptic. Thank you. Right, yeah. next. <laughs> uh, but I'm guessing the reason you're kind of avoiding the beginning part of his birth is one is either ridiculously dull and there's no point, or we just don't know. So which is it, Robert? Which is it? Well, it's kind of both, to be honest, but that's yeah. not actually why I'm doing it. Right. I just figure we left on a cliffhanger last, last time. The that's vandals true. were about to sack Rome. Yes. Petronius got killed. Yeah. So let's actually deal with that first. Okay. Yeah. There's another reason you'll see later. So, Petronius is lying dead in bits in the Tiber. (laughs) Like a weird human soup. Yeah, is that lying dead? Bobbing. He's bobbing dead in the Tiber. Nasty. (laughs) Nasty. The first thing to happen was that messages were sent throughout Rome to let everyone know the emperor was dead. Busy day for Roger. Well, I'm guessing they had a lot of volunteers that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to send these letters to the other places of the Empire? Who gets to leave Rome right now? Leave me, leave me! I'll do it! Oh, do you think in, in the melee, um, like Roger's letter at the back, he didn't actually deliver any letters that day? But in the scrum and the mayhem, one of the letters got dropped. And Roger spots it, casually walks over, picks it up. Oh, what's that? It's, it's Antioch. Oh. He goes all the way to Antioch and he misses everything and he survives. No. Well, he's of course going to survive anyway. He's he's the consummate professional, isn't he? Do, do you think you know you know when you like rev up a motorcycle yeah. or you like put the engine on? Do yeah. you think Roger sort of turns the the wings up on his sandals into up position? I think so. I'm about to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just hear the squeak. Oh, here's Roger. 
He's about to go, there he goes. Has he got wings on his sandals? Of course he has. Oh, Messenger. Yeah. yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. yeah, okay. So a bunch of people all scramble out of Rome, letters yeah. clutched in their clammy hands. Yeah. They are the lucky ones they get to escape. Because within three days, Gesseric and his vandals arrive. Oh dear. First thing they do is cut off the aqueducts. Rome has no water. That's a problem. That is definitely a problem. People can't have their baths. Exactly. What are you going to do in Rome without a bath? Smelly Rome. <laughs> the people of Rome weigh up their options here. <sighs> they pull out the list. It's a very short list. At the top of the list, in shaky writing, it says, Die horribly. Don't like that idea. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it was one of those kind of meetings <laughs> where you get that sinking feeling. Oh. It's like it's like getting. We're going to need to uh, make some people redundant. <laughs> then they just stare at you. Oh. <laughs> I get my coat. Yeah. But then someone has a genius idea. Lock the gates. <laughs> well, that's not going to work for a start. The pyramid they can just climb over. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And also, as the goths. Proved 50 odd years earlier. Rome's just not secure enough to keep them out for long. Nope. No. But they do have a good idea. What had they done a couple of years previously when Attila was heading for Rome? Didn't they try and arm the population? No, that that was worried about the vandals and that hasn't worked. Now, this is when Attila oh, is in Milan. Goths. And the Goths refused to fight for them because oh. they did get Gothic help. The vandals, get the vandals to help them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't try that and it wouldn't work here. They sent one person up north. He's the Pope. Oh, the Pope, yes! <laughs> that final clue was the one that gave it away, wasn't it? Yes, really nervous. <laughs> yeah, when you told me. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the Pope, he went to just say, you know, please, please don't. And as I said, yeah, right. Yeah. And went away. Yeah, this is Pope Leo. So someone puts their hand up and says... Well, Pope Leo sorted Attila out. Ever since he's come back, he's been bragging non-stop about how he sorted out <laughs> that Attila, just him on his own. And how so, brave uh, he was. So, Leo, wh where are you now? And I can imagine Leo's just backing towards the door at this point. <laughs> not again, not again, not again, not again, not again. <laughs> when I said that I single-handedly turned Attila around, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's decided quite quickly. Why don't they send Leo to go and talk to him? Yeah. According to one source, Holy Bishop Leo met him outside the gates and mollified him, being Gesseric, through the power of God to such an extent that when everything was handed to him, he was held back from burning, killing and torture. So, oh. so apparently Leo works his magic once again. Ooh, the silver-tongued devil. Yes. Apparently there was very little in the way of rape and murder. Oh. However, this is based on one source who had a very vested interest in making Leo look good. Mm. So, this sack's generally seen as quite a nice one, but was it really? You probably wouldn't have enjoyed it if you were there. Yeah, I think if you were in the city, if someone stopped you and said, oh, by the way, in history, this is going to go down as not too bad, you'd probably punch the guy in the face. Yeah. Not pleasant. It is true that Gesseric enters the city, we know that, with no opposition, and spends two weeks living in the Imperial Palace. Wow. While his men strip the city of anything that's not nailed down. I guess there wouldn't be much left anyway from the last time. It would have been burnt or damaged before anyway, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's not looking good. I mean, it has been a while. It's been a generation since it was sacked. Oh, OK. Yeah. As I say, they, they just take everything. It's not nailed down, they're taking it. And not nailed down in this case means... 
bronze statues, any valuables, the artwork that Vespasian and Titus has stolen during the Jewish revolt way back in episodes 10 and 11. Yeah, oh wow. Yeah, that's still hanging around Rome. That's gone now. Oh. They take half of the roof of the Temple of Jupiter. <laughs> Let's take the roof! Oh, it's too heavy. Okay, take it half. Well, no, the reason why they stop is not because it's too heavy. They realise it's copper that's been plated with gold rather than solid gold. Ah. So halfway through, they go, hang on. <laughs> this gold's bendy. <laughs> well, gold is quite bendy. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'll tell you, it's orange on the other side. Yeah, maybe that then. <laughs> yeah, so they, they don't bother. They leave the other half. Also not nailed down, obviously, were the senators. <laughs> if they were lucky, I suppose. Nice. <laughs> Yes, and their families. They're taken for ransom. Oh, okay. Make a lot of money out of a senator in this day and age. Really? Yeah. Aren't they useless? Well, yeah, but you're still valuable. But you can't buy them back. You've got no money because it's all been taken. When there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Might as well take the senator now, and if the family can't pay for them, you're not really lost anything. That's true. Just got a free slave. Yeah. Yeah. Countless other people as well to be sold as slaves. Senators were ransomed. They were rich, had connections, but your average person on the street, they were going to become a slave. Yeah. And their prized treasure. Because still in the city was the widow, the very recent widow, of Valentinian III. Oh. Eudoxia and her daughters, Eudocia and Placidia. Now, if you remember Eudocia... The daughter of Eudoxia and Valentinian III was betrothed to Gisseric's son. Yes. Until Petronius broke the engagement. Yeah. So the wedding is back on. Hey! Whether anyone wants it to be or not. Uh. <laughs> so there we go. That's all we've got on the sack, really. Right. Vandals stay for a couple of weeks. They take everything, including oh. the, uh, the Augusta and her daughters. Nice. And... Incidentally, as you have mentioned, this is the reason why we have the word vandalism. It's from this very sack. Oh, really? Yes, because they just took everything. And but, destroyed a lot, I guess. Well, actually, no, there's not much in the way recorded of destruction. It's more stealing. What? Which is a bit weird, isn't it? Van yeah, vandalise is to damage. and pointless destruction. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit odd, that. But there you go. Yeah. Next time someone vandalises something, you can stop them and go, actually... They stole more than they vandalised, and the person vandalising will respect you with your history knowledge so much they will immediately stop and apologise. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, that's the vandals. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to our man of the day, Avitus. And we'll, uh, we'll figure out why we briefly talked about the sack of Rome and missed him out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let's go to his birth, shall we? Marcus Maecilius Flavius oh. Apacius Avitus. Apacius. Apacius. Oh, it's a good name. Down, 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 down. He was born in around the 380s. Good. In the middle of Gaul. Uh, oh. Yeah. Gallic man. I say the middle of Gaul. I'm not sure if it's like exactly in the middle. I like to think it was. Little stone pointing out that this is the centre of Gaul. Avitus born here. Yeah. So right right in the middle. Slap bang in the kisser, as they say. <laughs> yeah. His family were rich and they were senatorial. His father was possibly even consul one day. Oh. Why one day? <laughs> one year. For a bit. His early life is unknown. Presumably he was educated in the normal way. Started his career in politics as senatorial class usually did. Yep. Now the first we see him is when he's about 30 years old and he is sent to the power behind Honorius. Ah, so he's the string puller. No, he's not. He's sent to the string puller. Oh. The string puller being Constantius. Oh, of Greek. course. Yes. 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 Yeah, so he's 30 years old, so he's early in his career. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
young whippersnapper of a man in senatorial class go to see the mighty Constantius III because you've got a question for him. (laughs) And that question is, can we not pay as much tax, please? (laughs) He must be quite brave. (laughs) I know Constantius III was a reasonable man. To be fair, yeah. Yeah. In fact, he was a very reasonable man. This mission was completely successful. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So, Avitus turns up, asks for a tax break. Constantius III looks at the presentation that was given. Obviously liked it. Misspelling mistakes. Maybe didn't use PowerPoint and instead used, like, what's that thing where it like, zooms in and comes out? It's quite, quite fancy. The online thing? Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's quite cool. I know what you mean. Yeah. Prezi. Prezi, that's nice. what it's called. Maybe add one of them. Oh, so Yeah. Had a picture of a village and it zoomed yeah. into a really small, sad oh. face that got bigger and then it zoomed across and it just said tax question mark. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's quite good as well because he, he put a lot of writing in. Yeah. The odd bit of image. Yeah. But not too much. Yeah. But he never read from the screen. No. Constantius three loved it. Good presentation yeah. skills. He won. Very it. happy. And a handout at the end. Nice. Yeah. With, you know, Things to think about. Yes. Questions you would like to ask me. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. I was taught yeah. to do that. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jonathan. Who's <laughs> Jonathan? My old head teacher. Oh, right, yeah. He doesn't listen to this. No. If but... you ever do, Jonathan, when, I'm, when we're rich and famous. Yeah. Thank you. Or if you know Jonathan, or a Jonathan, just thank them for Jamie. And here's his address and <laughs> bank details. <clears throat> yeah. So, Avitas goes home happy. He's got his tax break. He walks into his hometown. They all celebrate with a tax break party, Ooh. whatever one of those looks like. Ah, oh, typical rich. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's good point. Right, the next we hear of him, he's in his mid to late 40s. So, an entire decade or decade and a half has passed. He probably did stuff during that time. I like to think he looks far more haggard, like something really drastic happened, but we don't know, we'll never know what it is. Oh, nice. Missing half an ear. Mysterious. <clears throat> I like yeah. it. Half an ear gone. He never talks about it. No. Yeah. Okay, then. Slight bold patch just on one, like, half of his head. Not all of it, just a, a patch, but he doesn't yeah. quite say what it is. And he now has a fear of lemons. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's why I had no busts made, but he's got a coin. Oh, one side, so you don't see the bold patch and the bit like Two-Face. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, okay. So that happened. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> now, living where he did, so he's right right in the middle of Gaul here. Yeah. And who else is in Gaul at the time? Some Romans. Yes, and the... Van... No, no, they're Goth. Africa. Goths. There we go, yes. The Goths, remember, were settled there by Constantius III, so they're in the bottom left of France at the moment. Sorry, Ooh. Gaul, not France. It's not France yet. <laughs> so the Goths are right next door. They interact a lot, and due to some political wrangling one day, one of Avitus's relatives was currently a guest with the Gothic king, Theoderic. Now, obviously, I say guest... This is going back to the hostage situation we talked about <laughs> before. Yeah. But it's not... And it's it's actually quite a good thing. You get to go and yeah. experience something. It's uh, almost an honour to be selected and taken. Yeah. But there is that undercurrent of, oh, my God, they could kill me any day. Yeah, it's, it's the massive elephant in the room. Quick catch-up with the Goths, though, so we know who we're talking about. Remember, there was Alaric, who sacked Rome. Oh, who yeah. was friends with Stilicho. Yeah. Yeah. Alaric died, and they buried him under a river. By diverting the river, which was quite clever of them. Uh, until the river washed away all the, the, the sediment at the bottom and just his corpse floated out and yeah. covered in salmon. Yeah, and a farmer in like 1123 collected the body, put up as a scarecrow. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, that was Alaric. And then remember, Alaric was replaced by his 
brother-in-law at Tulf. Oh, yes. Yes, good old uh, Tulf, who marries Gala Placidia, yeah. has a child, child dies, all very sad. And then a coup happens and a Tulf is killed. The leader of this coup then treats Gala Placidia really badly, but within days, there's another coup, (laughs) and Walia takes over. Now, I did mention Walia briefly, but I'll forgive you if you've forgotten him. Who? Walia. He's now the king of the Goths, or at least he was. He's got a silly name. It's a bit of a silly name, isn't it? But he's quite a good king, apparently. He's the one who... He had a lot to make up for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the one who made the deal with Constantius III. This is why the oh, Goths okay. finally got settled. He gave Galapacidia back, and Constantius III, Walia, haggled it out. You can have this bottom bit of France. Fair enough. Well, we're not using it at the moment. Look after it. Yeah. Keep an eye on the uh, Swabies, Swabies uh, in yeah. Spain. And, um, yeah, just, just stay there. Yeah. Don't mess anyone about. Yeah. Now, Walia only lasts about four years before dying. Yeah. He did a good job, but he didn't last long. Theoderic takes over. Theoderic is Alaric's illegitimate son. Oh! Yes. So we're back to Alaric's son already. Oh so that's nice, isn't it? That was it? fast. Yeah. Now, oh no, I've just missed a bit. It's a little nugget of information I'm going to plant here. Walia's grandson becomes very important later on in this episode. So that Gothic king who dealt with Constantius. Just, just keep an eye on him slightly. Yeah. Anyway, so we got Theoderic. He's now in charge. Alaric's son is in charge. Yeah. So back to Avitus. He travels to the Gothic kingdom that's within Rome in Gaul to meet Theoderic and discuss political arrangements to do with his uh, his relative who's a guest. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently he gets on fantastically that's with good. Theoderic, like good. a house on fire. But I was, I was. That's always a weird statement. It is a it? very weird one. I mean, it's going down fast. You could argue that that's a way to get on with someone, quick and painfully. No, just going down fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, filth this week. <laughs> Nothing but smut. <laughs> Rated R. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. They they got on well. They got on like yeah. chalk and cheese. That's weird as well. No, that's the opposite. Yeah. They got on like... They got on like Velcro and Velcra. Is there a difference between one's, the two one's... sides of Velcro? Yeah, one's but the... Obviously there's a difference, but I didn't yeah. know they were named no. different. Velcro is the cookie one, Velcra is the loopy one. You are making this up, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am. Yes, you are. <laughs> I was so excited for a moment then. <laughs> oh, it's only because you started smiling at the end that I... You, you could have had me. I wonder that... how many people would listen to that also believing as well for a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. If you were, I'm sorry for lying to you. No, if let's just do it. Let's push it now. That's okay. now a fact. Which one was which? Uh, Vel, forgotten. Velcro is the hooky one. Velcra yeah. is the the hooky right. one. Okay, spread that. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, your Velcra has fallen off. Yeah. Velcro. <laughs> actually, well, actually, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, Avitus and Theoderic are discussing the differences between Velcro and Velcra. Maybe Avitus got some new shoes. <laughs> they get on really, really well. However, he gets on even better with Theoderic's young son, called Theoderic II. Despite the 30-odd year age gap, Theoderic II okay. is in his teens at this point. Evitus is approaching his 50s. So it's not like friendship of a close age. It's more of a, oh, you young whippersnapper, have a look at this. Like he was a bit of a mentor. Yeah. Like an uncle. Yeah, friendly uncle, without sinister overtones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, apparently Evitus introduced Theoderic to Latin poetry and other things. They had a great time together reading poetry. 
That's good. And whatever else you do, like, back then. What did they do? (laughs) For walks in the woods, I suppose. Well, I guess they appreciated things like now we stare at our phones and our tablets. and Yeah. Who knows what they did? They they entertained themselves, whatever it was. By this time, Honorius is dead. Oh, yeah. Valentinian III was now in charge. Aetius has risen to power. Evitus then joins the army. As I say, it's approaching 50 at this point. This isn't him joining the army as a young recruit. <laughs> trying to keep I'm up. I'm here to sign up. <laughs> Basic training. <laughs> Everyone jumping over that wall and he's there. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> hell. <laughs> Stub my toe. Although saying that, he's only about 46 or so. He's not like a really old man. Yeah, well, but he'd still be struggling to keep up with like the team. But in Roman actually. times, I guess it's, you know, life expectancy was a lot shorter. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, he worked more an advisory role because who does Avitus know really well? Who are his new best friends and chums? The king of the Goths and his yeah, son. Course, yeah. He's got connections. So he joins the army in more of a an advisory, political, diplomatic role, working under Aetius. Yeah. So you know, in like armies in the like in the Royal Air Force now in the UK, you get like a you get a brass band. Yes. My, yeah. my aunt and uncle part of that. I think they did like basic training, but then you know, if there's a war on, they just play jaunty music in the background while. <laughs> Oh, the bombs blow up. <laughs> They're at the Falklands, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Avitus was in charge of the brass, brass band as well. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Diplomacy and brass band. Excellent. That was his job role. He does this for a whole decade. Wow. Yeah, that, brass, that brass band's getting pretty good by the end. They're, they're, on, they're on key. Yes. So yeah, anyway, after a decade of this, he retires from the military and is given a role as a sort of a reward. Well done, you did a good job there. You are now Praetorian Prefect of Gaul. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Again, using his connections with the Gothic royalty here, he's able to do a very good job. Yeah. Not everyone gets on with the Goths, but he does. And then Attila invades. <laughs> <laughs> Or just really sort of tense tuba. Can you get a tense tuba? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think Avita still has his brass band following him, delivering a soundtrack for everything. <laughs> Attila's here. Yeah. If you remember, Aetius at this point rushes around Gaul trying to pull together a Gallic coalition. We need to do something to stop Attila from killing us all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, Aetius had spent ten years kicking around everyone in Gaul, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's having a bit of trouble <laughs> sort of getting that cohesive feel. <laughs> hey, guys. <to> the group. <laughs> all those people who came along with me earlier and uh, killed most of you. Well, they're coming back, but now they want to kill me as well. So do you want to help? <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, it didn't go down very well. However, Avitus is pulled out of retirement. He gets on with Theoderic and Theoderic too really well. Go and talk to the Goths and convince them to join us, says Aetius. And he does. Largely thanks to Avitus, the Goths join forces with the Romans. And as we saw in Honorius's episode, Aetius is able to defeat the invincible Attila and push him back over the Rhine. Yeah. Now, what I didn't mention in 
Valentinian 3's episode. Sorry, I just said Honorius's episode, didn't I? Valentinian's episode. What I didn't mention in his episode is that Theoderic died in that battle. Oh. Yeah. So the Gothic king died fighting Attila the Hun. Wow, that's the sacrifice. Yeah. The Goths lose their king. This is very sad for the Goths, mm. but this is great news for Avitus because Theoderic II is now their king, and Avitus gets on with Theoderic II brilliantly. He sounds a bit like a... You know there's those kind of people that gets on with everybody? Yeah. There's a guy in our street who's Irish. Yeah. With Sean. He gets on with everybody. Yeah. Bit like that. Oh, maybe it's like him. Has he got half an ear and fear of lemons and a brass band following him? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, not yet. <laughs> this time. <laughs> yeah. So, everything's looking good. The the Huns are pushed back. Evitus retires again. By now, he's in his 60s, if not his 70s. He's getting on in age. It's time to wind down a bit. Take it easy. Settle down on that farm. Get, get out of the big picture. Yeah. Get out of the scene. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Do his crosswords, his jigsaws. Just generally relax for a bit. However, yeah. oh. in Italy, Aetius is then killed. He is. Valentinian III is killed. Yeah. And in what must have been a hugely shocking twist, Avitus receives a letter from his brother-in-law. Hello. Who do you think his brother-in-law is? You won't know. Sorry, Jamie just smiled panicked. Lee, I don't know. <laughs> I've been listening, I promise. Don't you won't, punish you me. won't know because I've not told you this. That's okay. Yeah. Um, oh, but okay. Is it someone we've mentioned? But yeah, oh, yes. Talking. We've definitely mentioned right. this person before. Is it Aetius? No. No. He's dead. <laughs> that would have been a shock. <laughs> well, you know, you get his like, letters sent. I don't know. Yeah. Um, is it. I say we've mentioned him before. I'm not sure how much we've mentioned him. Marcus Massilius Flavius Arpacius. No, that that is Avitus. That then? is Avitus. That's him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not Theoderic, is it? No, he's two. dead as well. Theoderic oh, two. two. Um, no, his brother-in-law's not not Theoderic too. Weird. No. It's not Pope Leo, is it? <laughs> that would have been quite good. Nice little um, twist. Well, I don't know. It's along those kind of lines. We Jesus. mentioned him. <laughs> He's related to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no, this is this is someone we mentioned a lot last week. I really feel like I'm I'm determined to get that blood out of this stone. <laughs> Tiberius Gracchus. <laughs> we did talk about him a lot last week. Oh, hang on, Petronius. Yes. Hey. <laughs> His brother-in-law is Petronius. So he's just so forgettable. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what Vetus did when he got the letter. <laughs> Who? <laughs> My sister's married. <laughs> You were at the wedding. I was. It was last week. I Really? <laughs> I have no memory of this. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yes, his brother-in-law is Petronius, and he suddenly gets a letter from his brother-in-law saying, guess what? I'm now emperor. Way. <laughs> and I'm a little bit worried that the Goths are not going to support me. Could mm-hmm. you go and have a chat with your good friend, Theoderic II, and make sure the Goths are on side? Oh. Yeah. Now, I imagine Avitus sighs a little bit here. He's getting on in age. He probably <sighs> wants to be out of this now. Sick He's been travelling. Doing this all his life. It's like, fine, I'll go and talk to Theoderic. So, he goes off to the Goths, has a chat with his friend. Theoderic, too, assures him that having his friend as the brother-in-law of the Emperor suits him just fine. <laughs> yes, that, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. We will support this Petronius guy, whoever he is. What's he like? Well, I don't know. <laughs> don't <laughs> no, know who it is. No idea. <laughs> Apparently I sent a gift. <laughs> so, he sends Roger off with the confirmation letter, 
and he sits and he waits with Theoderic. They probably recite more poetry and play more Scrabble. Stare at trees. Yeah. And they wait, and they wait, they wait a bit more, and eventually a letter comes back. Hmm. Instead of just a, oh, thanks for a good job, that's good to know, the letter says something along the lines of, ah, the Vandals are attacking, the Vandals are attacking. <laughs> By the way, your brother-in-law Petronius is dead. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. This is why we covered the sack at the start. Vetus has nothing to do with it. He's way up in Gaul. That makes he doesn't sense. even know what's going like on. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, Avitus is quite shocked by this. What? He's bobbing? <laughs> he's bobbing in the river. Who's who's bobbing? Yeah. yeah, he's not shocked that Petronius is dead. He's shocked that he's got a brother-in-law again. Yeah. I've, oh. got, I've got a what? <laughs> a brother-in-law? <laughs> we keep telling you this. Yeah. So... <laughs> He's getting on in age. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's so forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit of a shock to the system. But yeah. these things happen in Rome. Mm. Nothing too big. So he probably starts packing up his stuff. Time to go home and finally retire properly. But young Theoderic's cogs are whirring in his mind. He realises that this is the perfect opportunity. After all, he quite liked the idea of his good friend, Avitus being brother-in-law to the Emperor. But would it not be even better if his good friend Avitus is the Emperor? <gasps> said Avitus. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> and I quote here, and this is Theoderic too apparently saying this. Sources are dicey. Yeah. We do not force this... <clears throat> his voice broke when he was saying it. He's quite drunk. <laughs> we do not force this upon you, but we say... With you as leader, I am friend of Rome. With you as emperor, I am her soldier. My part is to but urge you. The world would cherish your rule. So Avitus thinks for a bit and decides, you know what? Let's do this! Get Let's a palace! Do it. Yeah, I, I could be emperor. Why not? So he decides to go for it. Because, uh, yeah, at the moment, the West has nothing. Yeah, they have no one. No. Yeah, so he decides, why not? Let's go for it. He heads to Arles. <laughs> Let's save the Empire. Let's do this. How hard can this be? Let's make the top ten. So he, he heads to Arles, and with the backing of the Goths, he is easily declared Emperor by the Gallic Legions and the leaders of the major Gallic cities. Avitus, after all, is well-loved in Gaul. He's had a yeah. long and distinguished career. Everyone's quite happy with this in Gaul. Having a Gallic Emperor sounded like a pretty good idea, actually. Well, yeah. Let's look after Gaul for once. Yeah. Yeah. So, Avitus sends out a series of letters. First one is to Rome slash Ravenna. We're not really sure where the uh, head honchos are there. Somewhere in Italy. Yeah, he <laughs> just gives it to Roger. Give this to the most important person you can find in Italy for me. <laughs> yes. And this letter just informs Italy that he is now the emperor. Yeah. Yeah. Just Correct. in case you're wondering, I'm now in charge. He then sends one to Constantinople to Marcion, just to let him know that he's now the Emperor of the West. And if you could just confirm that, that would be great, Marcion. Yeah, that would be nice. Hugs and kisses. Yeah, just, just, just a confirmation, that's all I need. And then finally, he sends one letter to the Vandals, telling them in no uncertain terms, release the Augusta and her daughter, or face the wrath of Rome. With my massive... Hello? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> So, he spends a couple of months organising things in Gaul, making political appointments, all of them to Gallic men. He's just putting all the <laughs> head people, people he knows, understandably, but this might come back to haunt him slightly. Like I said, it's, it's the rich way. Yeah, so it's, it's who you know. 
After a while, Roger comes back with the replies. First one's from Rome. The Senate agreed that he could be emperor. Cool. If this was a very short and terse note, Avitus didn't notice. <laughs> Fine, you can be emperor. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> now, we don't actually know if Gesseric replied. I'm guessing if he did, it was just a series of laughing emojis. <laughs> smiley face, smiley face, yeah. lol. <laughs> I am so scared of you guys. LMAO. Avitus is quite old, so he doesn't know what's going on yeah. there. What? LMAO? LMAO? No word from Constantinople, though. Ooh. No. Roger just passes a bit of tumbleweed over. That's fine, though. That's fine. Yeah, Probably that's fine. lost in the post. It'll be. That yeah. confirmation will be along any moment now. Oh, Roger would be really offended by that. I don't lose letters. <laughs> no. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> so, Avitus decides it's, it's about time to head into Italy. He's yeah. spent long enough in Gaul. He's got to really shore up his support in the capital. But he takes a long way to Italy. Instead of going straight there, he skirts across the north of Italy towards Illyricum, which is the western Danube area. Yeah. Now, I didn't mention this last week, which perhaps I should have done. Uh, it didn't come up. When Valentinian III died, the governor of Illyricum, Marcellinus, sent word that he, he's going to go at it alone. He's decided, actually, we're, we're quite good here. Um, I'm not going to say I'm emperor or anything. I'm not declaring myself emperor, but... I would never be so forward. But you guys, you guys do whatever you want. I'm just... We're, we're all right here. We're fine. Yeah, this Petronius guy... Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> all right, so just, just leave us out of it. Is that all right? Great. But Petronius obviously never had a chance to try and deal with this. No. <laughs> he wasn't emperor for very long. No. So Avita skirts really close to this militarily powerful and now independent province as a show of power... He does not, however, attack. He fights some barbarians in the region just to flash some swords around a bit. Do you think he's like looking at the Illyricum while he's doing that? Yeah. Stab. See that? Yeah, see that? Could be you. <laughs> so he does that for a bit, and then he goes into Italy. Okay. Obviously wants to show off power, but doesn't actually have the power to no. do this right now. That's fine. That can go on the to-do list that I'm sure he'll have a long time to complete. So, into Italy. Avitus passes Ravenna, interestingly, and heads straight to Rome. More indication that Rome is on the rise here. The city, after all, has just been sacked as well. The Senate are also there. The last emperor died there. Avitus mm. feels that perhaps politically this will look better if he turns up at Rome than going straight to the imperial palace in Ravenna. I guess. He doesn't want to pull a bush with Hurricane Katrina, does he? <laughs> it just doesn't look good. So go, go, oh, to where the, go to where the problem is. Yeah, yeah. Show your face. Yeah. Once he's there, he receives a frosty welcome. Hi. <laughs> From the two remaining senators. <laughs> yes, the ones that haven't been dragged off <laughs> by their hair. The ones that hid. Yeah. Avitus was senatorial. Avitus was Roman. Yeah. But he was Gallic Roman, ah. who was only emperor because he had support of the Goths. Yes. Now, to many, this seemed like a Gallic invasion. I guess it would. It's yeah. a Goth invasion. Yeah, definitely. It's a Gothic emperor. Yeah, now, there, there are people there, people alive, quite old now, but yeah. would be able to remember when the Goths sacked Rome. Yeah. And Rome has just been sacked again, so that wound's been opened again, oh. and here are a bunch of Goths turning up... With oh, a Gallic hi. emperor. <laughs> oh, you've, you've rebuilt it. 
Oh, I remember over there, smashed his head in. <laughs> yeah. Frosty welcome, as I say. Yeah. Now, Avitus wasn't deaf to this. He realised he had bridges to build, but more importantly, he had two men in particular that he had to mollify. Make a note of these names. The most powerful man in Italy at the moment was Majorian. Yes. Who we mentioned last week. Yeah. Now, his name's been bandied about as a possible emperor ever since Valentinian. Yeah, ever since Valentinian died. People were doing that every time he walked past. <laughs> emperor, you're so amazing. I love you. I want your babies. <laughs> yeah, he was, a, he was a bit of a rock star at this yeah, moment. He's, okay. he's doing all right for himself. Oh, long hair. Yes, I think so. The, the first ever recorded case of sunglasses. Yes. Now, not only that, he was allied with Rickamer. Rickamer. Now, Rickamer's the guy I said last week. Make a note of him. Believe me, you're going to get to know Rickamer. Cool. Yeah. Now, he's arguably one of the best military thinkers at this time. If not that, it's hard to tell with the sources. He's definitely a very capable man. Yeah. However, he is of Gothic and Swabian descent. Swabian? Yeah, now I have talked about them before. I've just been horribly mispronouncing their name. I've been saying Suvi. Oh, yeah. Swaby, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, thanks to... Uh, oh, sorry, I've forgotten your name. One of our listeners contacted us to say, um, by the way, <laughs> that's <laughs> totally wrong. Yeah. They're the ones that are hanging around in Spain at the moment. Okay. Yeah, they're the ones that the Goths have been trying to keep a lid on. In fact, not only was he Gothic descent, he was royal Gothic descent. Ooh. So he's he's got... Royal in him. Yes, he's got royal in him. He is the grandson of Walia. Oh, you mentioned yes. it. Yes. Yes. He is Walia's grandson. So, because he is barbarian descent, there's no way he can ever be emperor, which is a shame. But <laughs> him and Majorian seem to have teamed up at this point, and together they made a very powerful team. We think they served together under Aetius, possibly at the same time as Avitus. Okay. Yeah. And... They were looking like a good choice for the throne. The Italian senators really wanted Majorian, with Ricimer helping him out. Yeah. Avitus realises this and realises he's got to do something about them. So what's he do? Make friends, send letters, presents, money. Yeah, well done. Yeah, he tries to be friends with them. And actually, we think there's a good chance he got on well with Majorian anyway. They could have worked together before. There doesn't seem to be any animosity between them. He, he's showing like a personality trait of being quite good with people, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, a diplomat. Edging definitely. his way in. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of trying to go hard on Majorian and Rickimer, he gives Majorian and Rickimer promotions. Nice. And hopes they'd be happy under him. But more then money? he. Yeah, more money, more prestige. Run these armies for me. I'm old now, I can't go out fighting. You go and do the fighting. Win the glory. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, quite a good move. In my name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then news comes through. Marcion, in the east, mm. has appointed two consuls. Oh. Now, <laughs> I know you're shocked. That <laughs> um, tradition at this time was the eastern emperor and the western emperor would appoint one consul each. Oh, yes. So him appointing two... I was going to say, yeah. ...is essentially him saying, I'm not going to recognise you. You're on your own. But he's still so hopeful for that letter. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to turn up any day ends. now. Yeah, This was a problem, but not an immediate one, because the immediate problem is the Vandals. Because the Vandals are causing chaos again. They're raiding the coasts. So, Avitus, killing two birds with one stone here, sends Rickimer to go and deal with them. <laughs> this does two things. One, it is fighting the Vandals. Two, it's getting rid of Rickimer. Get him out of Rome, so he can't oppose me. 
Yeah. yeah. Rickamer checks his maps and he makes a prediction. He guesses where the vandals would land and he sets up an ambush. It was a risky move, but it pays off perfectly. Rickamer achieved what no one's been able to do for quite a while, and that is a victory against the vandals. Nice. So he sends word to Avitus, who in turn sends word to his good friend, Theoderic II, who's still up in Gaul. Mm. Avitus says to the king of the Goths, We're doing great work against the vandals down here. If you could go and sort out the Swabies in Spain, then we could get everything back on track and the West would be sorted. Mm. Yeah, looking good. Theoderic agrees. Sends word back, fair enough, I'll go off to Spain and I'll fight some people there. You want the Goths to expand into Spain, you say? Yeah. Fine. All yours. Yeah. Can't see any problems with that. No, you say all yours. All ours. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, Theoderic's probably noticing that pronouns such as we are being involved now. Yeah. The Goths are definitely being pulled in, and this is exactly what Theoderic wants. Theoderic, even. That's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good Brilliant. thing for the Goths, and you could argue it's a good thing for the Empire as well. Maybe not culturally or socially. Eventually the cultures will just merge, though, well, won't they? <laughs> And they stop fighting each other. Yeah. It seems a good thing to me. Yeah. Let's face it, the Goths have been there for about a hundred years now. I think it's about time people accept the Goths are there. <laughs> Fine, let them out the pen. Yeah. <laughs> However, things aren't actually as good as Avitus says they are. Things are looking very shaky for him in Rome. Getting Ricimer out of Rome was a good thing. Him beating the Vandals is a good thing, but it also meant that the Italian senators fed up with this bunch of Gallic senators running things, start to talk about how much better Ricimer and Majorian would be as yeah. emperor, as a collective. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not all, because it's not just the senators that are starting to get angry, the general population are as well. Really? Well, yeah, because the Vandals have Africa, um. and we've been saying for quite some time, if you take Africa, that's a problem, yeah. because Africa has all the grain. Oh, dear. And now it starts to kick in. The grain's not flowing properly. People are starting to get hungry. Now, this is in no way Avitus' fault. No. But he's in charge, so he gets the blame. Well, a famous historian, I've said this before, miss out on three meals, you revolt. Yeah, exactly. That's how the meals are being missed. Empty stomachs cause revolutions. Yeah, people are not happy. Now, the other thing is, however, that there's a lot of Gothic troops in Rome who are Avitus' bodyguard. Yeah. But unfortunately, they're more acting like an occupying army than a bodyguard. Oh dear. And they're also extra mouths to feed. Yes. This is not going down well. No. At all. Especially what we've been saying. I've just got my small, small contingent of bodyguards. (laughs) 10,000. Sometimes you need 10,000 men. Yeah. Yeah. So Evitas realises that politically he needs to get rid of the Goths. Yeah. It's not going (laughs) down well. I've got to send them away. People are getting angry. So he orders them to return to Gaul. Double edged sword, really. Yeah. Now he's got no protection. And also, the Goths turn around and say, Yeah, of course we're going. And Avitus sort of stands there for a bit. It's like, Yeah, okay, off you go then. Well, you are going to pay us, right? Oh. I mean, we have come down and we've worked all this time and. I mean, we'll go, that's fine. <laughs> There's no offence, we'll go. But but can, can we be paid? Avitus goes, well, Yeah, of course I'll pay you, that's fine. And he goes to the treasury. Ah. Uh. Yes. <laughs> The treasury that the Vandals have recently sacked. And he realises there's nothing in there but a sad-looking mouse. 
Oh. Yeah, I th- I'd like to think. Even his little cheese paw was taken. Yeah, he's, he's just got one little coin, like in the Disney version of Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah, he's oh. saving up. So Vita steals that coin and he gives it to the goths and they say it's not enough. And kicks the mouse in the face. Yes. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, so he's got no money. None at all, which is not good. The goths need to be paid. Yeah. They're not going to go until he pays them. And in fact, they might go hostile if they, he doesn't <laughs> pay them. We want your money. <laughs> yeah. It's not good having your own bodyguard turn hostile. No, not when they're surrounding you with their pointy things. Yeah. So he needs to figure out a way of paying them. He's not going to sack Rome, is he? <laughs> all, all the little villages and towns around it. No, no, you got it first First one. Sack Rome, what? <laughs> he doesn't sack Rome. What he does is he orders all the decorations from public buildings be removed. All bronze mounted down in the city. Anything that wasn't nailed down was already taken by the vandals. So Avitus takes the nails, <laughs> mounts them down, <laughs> mounts them down. Is essentially what he's doing. Excellent. Anything that survives the sack is now taken. It's not enough, but it will do it for now. It's enough to get the goths to go. I promise. I'll pay you later. them a little bit. Yeah. Right. And the bodyguard departs. Avitus hopes that this will relieve the tension, but obviously it doesn't, because the public saw that their buildings were being stripped by a bunch of goths. So it's for them. This has just been an invasion. We've been yeah. sacked again. Yeah, essentially. Ooh. From Avitus's point of view, you can see he's trying his best, but average person on the street, no, this is this is just another sacking, just with an official seal of approval on top, <laughs> which yeah. just makes it even harder to swallow. Wow, Gothic emperor. <laughs> yes. So Avitus realises that all that hard work's gone to nothing, he's still very unpopular, and he's hearing more and more whispers about Majorian. So Avitus sends Majorian away. This worked with Rickimer, sent him to Corsica, hoping he could fight back the Vandal raids that are going on there. Now again, this is a double-edged sword, because yes, get rid of a Majorian, that's great, but when Majorian sends word back that he was completely victorious, his popularity grows. He's looking very strong now, isn't he? He's looking very strong. He'd make a great emperor. He really, really would. Leading by example. Yes. There's him, there's his very capable general Rickimer, everything's... Just set up for him. Surely he should be the emperor. Still, it's not all bad. Rome has now beaten the Vandals twice. And Vetus hopes this will please the crowd. Maybe he can claim some credit for this. Yeah. <laughs> I sent him. Yeah, he steps out onto his balcony to announce the victory and instantly backs back in. <laughs> They're really not looking happy out. <laughs> he looks very angry. Yeah. That sign had some quite unpleasant words to say <laughs> about me. <laughs> One sign just said beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. He's got no bodyguard. He's surrounded by people who hate him. He decides it's time to leave the city. It's time to go back to Gaul, consolidate things there, hmm. check that the the provinces are working. He's not running away. He's he's doing his bit as an emperor. Yeah, time time to go on tour. He thinks. <laughs> so he sends word to his friend Theoderic, asking for support, oh, thinking he'd best get on top of this before it gets out of hand. So he starts heading towards north with a small contingent of people, sends his letter to Theoderic, if you could come to me as soon as possible, because uh, I'm facing some problems here. Yeah. Unfortunately for Avitus, what he doesn't know is that Rickimer has already taken things out of his hands, because he has marched to Ravenna, and he has killed the few remaining troops that Avitus had left there on the way down to Rome. Ravenna is now in Rickimer's control. Rickerman then returns to Rome and announces to the Senate that he has taken over. 
The Senate love this. Yes! Yes! <laughs> they say. <laughs> because they hated Avitus and his yeah. Gallic ways and the Goths being there and the Gallic senators. So the Italian senators are really happy. Now, sources differ at this point. Either Avitus hears of this news, rushes up to Gaul, gaffers an army, and heads back to Italy to fight. Or he was still heading out of Italy when Ricimer, joined by Majorian, who quickly comes back from Corsica, chase him down. As she foot just step beyond the boundary of Rome, just his fast paced <laughs> fast foot. Run away. Yeah, no, it's hard to say which one of these is. I'm guessing the second. It doesn't seem like there's enough time for Abitus to get all the way to Gaul and back again. No, that'll take months. Why would Ricimer and Majorian even give him that time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say that the first that Avitus hears of this revolt is when he is in Placentia and Ricimer and Majorian suddenly turn up with an army. Oh, hi, guys. You're here for support. Oh, fantastic. Have you beaten the Vandals again? Why do you look like that? <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't those weapons be pointing the other way? Yes. Avitus immediately shuts himself into the city and the siege begins. Excellent. Things are looking hopeless. Then... A message from Theoderic arrives. Ah, oh. Yes. Roger, pushing his way through the siege equipment. Hero. <laughs> Hero of the hour. Yeah. Knocks on the door. Nice. He's wearing a special delivery top. A bit like, like in war zones, they wear the press yeah. things yeah. for that. Yeah, so no one's going to attack him. It just says Roger on it. Everyone knows who he is now. <laughs> and through! And Roger through! Roger gets through, hands a letter to Avitus. And it says the following. I'm paraphrasing here because we don't really know. But it says something along the lines of, Sorry, I'm in Spain at the moment, like you asked me. Things are going really well here, by the way. We've defeated the Swaby. We've installed our own puppet king. Gothic, sorry, I mean Roman territory is secure. <laughs> anyway, sorry we can't help you. Hope all is well. Loving kisses, Theoderic too. Well, you got part of the Empire back. Could argue that. Yeah, they're doing well in Spain. Starting to get that back. That's not too bad. We'll talk about what happens there next week. (laughs) Um, Yes. Avitus realises that help's not coming, so he attempts to flee. He breaks out of the city with a small group of men. They run and they run and they run. And then they're caught. (laughs) Pretty much straight away. (laughs) There he is. They're they're, they're running on foot and just full of horses. Just going inside. Hi, are you okay? (laughs) Just running away. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, so so you are. And lift. Yeah, you do realise you're running into our camp there. What? (laughs) You probably should turn around a few. Well, you could. I mean, we do have you surrounded. There's nowhere to go. Time to die. (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually, they managed to uh, escape into a a shrine that's nearby which I imagine is like in a a wooded area or something. But then he's completely surrounded within the shrine, and he awaits for death. Oh, yes. Majorian and Rickamer approach him. They enter the shrine. They look at this man who's possibly in his 70s by this point, and they realise that actually, do we need to kill this guy? Do we? I mean, look at him there. Look at the tears running down his beard. Oh. Yeah. Look in a tree. <laughs> He's looking quite sad. He's very scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't kill him. Instead, they send for the Bishop of Milan. No. The Bishop turns up a couple of weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> Still under the tree, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting go. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> 
And the Bishop of Milan makes Avitus the Bishop of Placentia, which is the town he'd just been hiding in. And there you go. He's now the bishop. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Avitus then spends a couple of months as the ex-emperor. Oh. Just bombing around in uh, Placentia doing bishop jobs. Oh. Yeah, that's nice. Then one day, he travels up to Gaul as a bishop, doing more bishop jobs. And uh, then he tragically dies on the way. Oh, how? Yeah. We have no idea. Oh. Bees. Um, bees. No. Lemon. Lemon. The lemon's finally got him. <laughs> yes. Well, according to the sources, we don't know how he dies, but either he was going to start a revolt and Majorian and Rickamer kill him before he can, or Rickamer and Majorian just wait a little bit of time for it to politically calm down and then just quietly get rid of him. No, I... I... I mean, that's probably very likely, but I think it's more just sort of... It's just complete accident. Yeah, heart <laughs> yeah. attack on the road. Yeah. Saw a lemon. <gasps> <laughs> yes. So there you go. Oh. That's a Vetus. That's an interesting ending. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's an odd one. We've not had that one before. No. Yeah. Interesting guy. Yeah. He's one of these emperors that seems quite good and logical and well thought out and would do nice. stuff. Nice. But... Kind of guy you'd like yeah. to know. But unfortunately, Friendly. just the times he was. Yeah. Just... So um, I'd sum his rule up as unfortunate, yeah, a shame. <laughs> yes. A uh, a wet Sunday afternoon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's that's yeah. what his rule was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's like when 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 you buy buy a cake and you open the lid for the box. It's a bosh cake. You buy a bosh cake. cake. It's in a box. You open the lid and all the, the, the icing and stuff stuck to the top of the box. Oh, no. It's that kind of... So now it just says, happy bye. Y- oh. I just get sad and depressed. Yeah. Or when you eat a pizza and the whole, all the topping comes off in your first bite. Yeah, and then you've just got some really sad looking soggy toast. Yeah. Yeah. Tomatoey toast. Well, let's rate him then. Yes. <laughs> Fightius Maximus. Okay, good. He fought for Aetius in the army for a decade. That's pretty good. That's when Aetius defeated Attila, the undefeatable Attila. So we could say he beat Attila. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We really don't think he did much fighting. It seems like he was more of a diplomatic man in the army rather than a fighter. Well, the fact that they ended up fighting when he didn't do his job well. (laughs) <laughs> yes, argue. you could argue that as well. Yeah, well, no, he's been more of a diplomat with the Goths rather than the Huns. And that did work because they formed the coalition, coalition okay. thanks to him. him. Yeah. And under him, the Vandals are pushed off Sicily and Corsica. Hmm. Yeah. However, it is Majorian and Ricimer who did that. Yeah, that's true of any emperor. Very rarely do you get an emperor actually fights. They just have an amazing general. True, especially at this point. And if it was just Majorian and Rickamel were his men, that would be fine. Yeah. But I suppose it's tainted by the fact that he's an ex-emperor. Majorian's an ex-emperor, <laughs> and Rickamel's not going away for a while. Yeah. So you kind of want to give them the credit for that. Mm. But it does happen under him. Yeah. So I do think In we need name. to. He got back Spain. Oh no no! I've, I've, there's one more. Sorry. Oh, okay. He lost the civil war slash revolt slash embarrassment (laughs) the incident yes yeah when he was just surrounded and he weeped for a bit and then was forced to be a bishop yeah there you go he didn't even go down fighting is my point yeah he just he tried to pull a Constantine 3 but actually did it successfully that's true what do you mean emperor (laughs) or bishop (laughs) me yeah (laughs) yeah so it's not it's not good is it no 
shall we give him a point for pushing back the vandals under his wall? I suppose he made the decision I, I to think... send those good generals. He didn't need to. He could have fought against Majorian and Rickmer. I'm more likely to go for two or three because he, he really helped. He kept the Goths on side as well. I know that's not physical fighting, that's political fighting. I think that's important. That can't be underestimated in history. Uh, I'd say it's that successor Sultimus, though. He was successful at doing that. But it's part of fighting. He caught them on, kept them on side. They fought for him because of that, which okay. then in turn Fair enough. helped them right until the end. Where what are you he, going for, then? Um, I'm going to go for a two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go for a one. That is three for fighting as Maximus. Approvium crazium. He wanted to be emperor. Well... You say that. I've, I've got nothing at all. I've, I've also put even his rise doesn't seem stupid. Because recently yeah. there has been a case of why would you do that? But actually, it kind of makes sense he'd give it a go at this point. Fill in the void. What's yeah. he got to lose apart from his life? Yeah, but he's getting on in years. You might yeah. as well give it a go. He'll be remembered in history. Go out with a bang, maybe. <laughs> but at the same time, who else is going to do the job? Someone needs to be there. Yeah. And he's got support of the Goths, who are a powerful force in Rome at this time. Yeah. So who better than him? So even that doesn't seem that crazy. It just doesn't work out for him. Yeah. Well, I'm going for zero. Yeah, I'm going for zero. Nothing okay. at all. He's not crazy. Success Ultimus! Okay, he pulls the Goths into the Empire. Yeah, that's quite a big thing. Yeah. Now, Considering you, 100 years ago. <laughs> you could argue, and... To be honest, this is quite often how he's portrayed, is that he is just a gothic puppet, and Theoderic too is controlling him. But I'll be honest, I don't feel that. The narrative you certainly spun yeah. doesn't lend itself to that. But that's because I've said it in the way I feel it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's you the, will, hence the word spin. <laughs> yeah, you will come across books that talk about him as just Theoderic's puppet. But I don't know, he, he was the elder mentor. He helped Theoderic. You get the feeling he was a family friend. Theoderic... Yeah. Yes, Theoderic saw his opportunity in his yeah. friend being the emperor, but I, I'm not feeling puppet here. I, I don't get that impression at all. No. Because he did stuff. And he sent the Gothic bodyguards away. He wouldn't have been able yeah. to do that if he was a Gothic And they puppet. reacted well to that. Yeah, it wasn't good, but he, <laughs> it proves he wasn't a puppet, in True. my opinion. So... I'd say you could argue he is pulling the Gothic groups into the Empire, which is needed at this point. True. I mean, what else are you going to do? With you can't kick them out. Yeah, and, so, and using them, he took back an area he'd lost, essentially. Yes. Yeah. So actually, I'd say that's quite successful. Yeah. Right, bad. The people of Rome were in a terrible state when he became <laughs> the Emperor, and they're no better off now. In fact, you could argue they're worse. Mm. Now, the people who live in the towns that the Vandals were attacking, they're probably very appreciative. Yeah. But the people who live in Rome itself, as in the city, are probably thinking, we've just been sacked and you've come along and taken more stuff off us. What are you doing? Just for morale. Yeah. He's not really able to pull off much in the way to turn things around. I'd say the Empire ends up worse off because it's just the sack of Rome. It just it really highlights how vulnerable yeah. the, the traditional heart of Ro of the Roman Empire is. Well, let's face it, Rome essentially is now just a twitching corpse on the road. So, right <laughs> on the side of the road at the moment, isn't it? It's just not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gone. Um, one. Yeah, I'll give him one for the diplomacy with the Goths. Two. Image of What are you thinking? I need to side you, don't I? Yes, there's a coin. Uh, I glimpse there's a coin, but I haven't seen enough details, so no. 
I can't believe no one told us what the alien invasion coin was from last week. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping someone would come along and tell us that. This is to me slightly. Yeah. So, you have drawn a side view. He's got a big nose. He's got starey eyes. You've gone for a beard because he's quite old. He is obviously missing part of his ear and he's got a bald patch. Yeah. Because we've established that's the truth. Uh, <laughs> okay, right. Well, that's him on the coin. Uh, oh, that was, the, that was the other side. Oh, wow, he's got a big, he's got a big hole in his ear. <laughs> I know that might just be a rubbing off of the coin, but let's say that's definitely half an ear. So we yep. were right about that. Yeah, he's wearing a band to hide the ball patch. Yeah, and it's got a comb over. See how it's. Yeah, the diadem he's wearing is quite clearly just to hide the ball patch. So we were yeah. right about that. Yeah. Almost looks like he's got a horn on the top of his head. That could be part of the word, but I that, think you're yeah, right. I it's think that's a horn. It's the letter P, but no, it's a horn. Well, no, I think he had a letter P embedded into his forehead. <laughs> Apart from that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's quite hard to judge, isn't yeah, it? It looks quite I mean, slim and a bit slim. No beard. Weekly. It looks a bit like I like Al- Alec- no, Alex. No, Alexander. Alex. Um, yeah, the young one, Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. It's a bit like Alexander. Yeah, it's uh, it's not someone who's inspiring confidence. Or he looks weak. He's not striking fear into my very soul. But before we judge, let's check the other side of the coin. Okay, I'm liking this new edition. Yeah. On the other side of his coin. Oh, that's really boring. It's a Christian cross with surrounded by topiary. Yeah, sort of laurel leaves. And a coin or something, like a circle on top. That could be a halo, though, to be fair. Yeah. That's a bit rubbish. No, no alien invasion. Ant invasion. Was it an ant? I think it was a Maybe bit. that's a memorial to the previous invasion. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, yeah, he's not even getting points for the reverse no. of his coin. So, I'm not impressed. Uh, one. Yeah, it's really, really poor image there. I'm not even going to give him one. All right. It's getting nothing from me. That's rubbish. At 0.25. How long do you think all that lasted then? I think a couple of years. No, yeah. Because, you know, time to warps and stuff. I I think, yeah, a couple. Two, year and a half. Um, slightly generous there, but you're in the right ballpark. July 455 to October 456. So that is 14 months. 14 months. Okay. That's all. That's 1.16. If you decimalise that, but that's not his score because, of course, that needs to be divided by eight. <laughs> oh dear! So that gives him a score zero point one five. Oh, that's bad. That's very bad. And you know what? That gives him a total score. It. I. I won't call it a score. <laughs> <laughs> call it an embarrassment. More, more of a misery. Yes. Of five point four zero. That's embarrassing. That is. Okay, Constantine three scored lower, looking at my list here. Um, but you have to go quite far back to get worse. Um, Valentinian two with the child scored yeah. lower. Yeah. And Jovian scored lower. But it's, it's definitely in the lower end. It's in the depressed... Yeah. He is 65th out of 79. 65th out of 79. That's not good. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, someone has to be there. <laughs> but but you don't want it to be you, do you? No. No. Unfortunately, it's him. Yeah. And it's a shame because he seems like a nice guy. Yes. Like I'd go guy. for a drink with him. Would you? I was too embarrassed. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to walk in with, like, right, you go in first. I'll come in five minutes afterwards. But, I mean, you could try and find out about the lemon. No, he'd, he'd go into, like, a Vietnam flashback and hide under the table. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Still, there's still one question that we need to ask. 
Really? No, but let's get it over with. Do they have a certain je ne sais Nope. Nope. Okay, okay, so that's this week. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, well, I say it was good. It is interesting. It got him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for the next one. Yes. Who has, I wouldn't say potential, but like, because it's, you know, it's going to end soon, but sort of. Well, what, I, they, they seem good. Yeah, you've got this this duo, haven't you, coming up? <laughs> Jorian and Rickama, both of them have achieved things already. Mm, both of them high achievers. Both of them high achievers. Alpha both males, you could call them. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what happens when you rub two long, hard sticks to each other. Yeah, you get two alpha males in one place. Yeah. You get Top Gun. Yeah. Oh, that's what you get. You get volleyballs oh. layered with homoerotic tension. You get Danger Zone. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> yeah, so we've got Majorian yeah. as Emperor, but Rickama will definitely be there. Yes, he will. Yes, and that's next week. Nice. So are you expecting a bit better? Yes, I'm expecting better. Well, we'll see. But I'm not expecting miracles. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, right. All we need to do is say our thank yous for this week, then. Thank you very much to our new senators. Brendan Slaven, M. D. Erica, or M. Derica, or, yeah, something like that. Yeah. M. M. Derica 1A. That'll do. That'll do. Thank you. Thank you for your contribution. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you to Anastasia Wajaya. I apologise for butchering your name there. They're, they're paying for that on-air mention. They man. really are. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm going to blame the fact that it's all one word in an email. <laughs> and thank you to Adora... Rodor. <laughs> Sound like I'm slowed down. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're breaking. <laughs> you have a go at that one. Oh, it's easy. Which is that one? Top one. Oh. Adora door. Oh, yeah, so it is. Yeah, I didn't read it that way. I read it. Ah, door. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Got to hit Rob in the back of the head when I was doing that. <laughs> thank you very much, all of you, for joining our Senate and contributing. You get access to our Tiberius Gracchus episode that yes. we released last week, which was very interesting. Yeah. Um, we learned all about Tiberius and his political fighty ways. Yeah. And this week, <gasps> we go to his brother Gaius. Gaius. So if you want to learn about him... Join our Senate for as little as $1 a month and you can get access to not just that, also our episodes on Julius Caesar, Sulla, Marius, um, all good stuff. Yeah. Yes. And don't forget our recommendations as well. So the podcasts, um, we love the Rex Factor, great podcast. Um, they say we borrowed some of their format, but who can really say that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd like to see written proof of that. Yeah, I, I can't see any written yes. proof. Yeah. Um, and also you're helping out, I believe, another podcast to do the Vikings. Saga thing, yes. 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 Um, I'm doing a bit of artwork for them. Nice. But yes. it's a good po- po- <laughs> good podcast as well. I, I love Saga thing. It, yeah. They make me laugh quite a bit. That's good. And also, it's such a contrast to us. Because essentially they're doing the same <laughs> you're thing. You're laughing in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> because they're rating sagas... So they're literature, but they're both professors of their field. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. So they know what they're talking about. Yeah, they really, really know what they're talking about. I mean, they go into depths that we can't even imagine. Oh. Yeah. And they're very funny when they do it. So go and check cycling out if you haven't. And I think that's all we need to say this week. Okay. Yeah. Don't forget that you can uh, find us on Facebook. I've got a Facebook page, the South Rankin Podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. 
And when I remember, I upload things on that. I've still not actually checked that out. No, yeah, you're not missing much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also da- <laughs> selling it well. You can also download <laughs> us on uh, Podbean, iTunes, and yeah. Stitcher. Yes, uh, and check out uh, our Facebook and Twitter because uh, we've we've got some interesting maps that we've been oh, creating. They're very good. Yes, Tom Holland himself retweeted at one of our maps yeah, yesterday, and uh, we got geeky trophies. Yeah. Didn't we? Oh, yeah. yes. It wasn't actually our map though; it's a map I did for the Rex Factor. But that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> we, 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 were, we were linked into the, the description, so yeah, yeah that's, that's all, all that counts. <laughs> yes, it is. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I'm sure he listens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Takes notes. <laughs> he does okay so all that needs to be said then is ah lemons (laughs) goodbye Avitas Only the coolest spring mountain water Water. Rehydrate yourself Comes in many flavors Strawberry Lemon Blackberry Peach Remember you need your liters So drink Avitas Lemon flavors Peach Blackberry Strawberry Strawberry Better than your average tap water. Water. Marvelous. Refreshing. Avitas is hydrating. Hydrating. Rehydrating. Anti-dehydrating. Hydrating. From the mountain springs in Le Mans. So pick up yours today. Don't forget the flavor. Flavor. Strawberry. Peach. Peach. Blackberry. Lemon. Sound guy. <laughs> Same time next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. He's getting very demanding, isn't he? He really is. He used to stay in the cupboard. Yeah. But now he just buggers off. Oh, is he not staying in the cupboard anymore? No. no. Something about human rights. <laughs>